so we're in a series called Tell the Truth and Shame the Devil. Um, week one, I talked about how uh, basically I thought of this like making this really cool uh, meme where it's like Jacob's, Pastor Jacob's message out of context. And I would have put Buzz Lightyear on it because the title was To Infinity and Beyond. So I was literally going to put a title, something that was like Buzz Lightyear and something else. So I was trying to figure it out. But, but week one, I talked about how God's truth lasts longer than anybody else's truth, whether it's culture, whether it's even your own preferences, God's truth will always last. And I talked about how the truth that God says about you is greater than what the culture's truth says about you. Because with culture's truth, it comes with a lot of insecurity. You can't really look a certain way to others, so you get depressed, you get disappointed because of an image, and culture tries to lie, but culture's truth is a lie. And last week I talked about how culture's truth, we need to debunk it rather than be a slave to the culture's truth. So that's what I talked about last week to infinity and beyond. Now week two is going to be a little bit deeper. And this one was a message I've been, it's been on my heart for about four months, but this series has really given me the opportunity to really get into it and dive deep. And it's John chapter eight, this verse, this passage I've referenced before, but tonight I really, I really want to dive deep into it because Jesus is having an argument, not with, not with sinful people, not with drug dealers. He's not arguing with prostitutes. He's arguing with religious people who are descendants of Abraham. Basically, they're Jews. And in that time, they were considered the chosen people of God. But Jesus exposes them with this. If we, When we start in verse 31, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who is a sin, whoever sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. So let me stop there. I know the ending of who he's talking about because you're probably thinking, oh, is he talking about father of Abraham, or is he talking about uh, their, their dad? Like, what is he? I want to read this because when you, when I saw that in the beginning, I'm like, what advice, whose father are they getting this advice from? 39, they say, our father is Abraham, they declared, as they basically, they fussed at him. And he said, no, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his examples. They're basically saying, if you were the descendants of Abraham, you would do what he did, but he says that you're not. Instead, you're trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are in, you are intimate in, I cannot say this word. Can somebody help me out? Thank God. I just had a brain fart homeschool moment. Imitating your real father. They replied, we are illegitimate children. God him, I messed up that word, forget it. God himself is our true father. Jesus told him, if God 
were your father, you would love me. Because I have come to you from God, I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. And I read that. I'm not done yet. I just want to make a quick pause. If Jesus, the son of God, the physical son of God on this earth was telling people who were religious the truth and they could not receive it, how much harder is it for some of us when we hear a message that could set us free, but we don't listen? How much more? Because he's the son of God. He had his, 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 he's the three in one in the Trinity. He literally spoke the earth into existence and he's telling them the truth and they can't even hear that. How much more for us is it harder to hear the truth from somebody else? For you are children, watch this, verse 44. This is the big one. This is where my message is really all about. For you are children of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning. Oh, wait, 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 let me go back. Children, you, you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. Watch this. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell of you, when I tell you the truth, you naturally don't believe me, which can be truthfully, which, which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin. And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But if you don't listen, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. I want to jump back on verse 44. For you are children of your father, the devil, and you love the evil things that he does. Now jump all the way to verse 45. So when I tell you the truth, you naturally don't believe me. So the father that Jesus is talking about is the child. They're basically, he's calling them children of Satan. That's what he's calling them. And I'm like, this is a little hard, Jesus. They they trust the law. They trust your word. Why is it that? Because in this time and in this moment, these Jewish people were a part of the the pharisaical law. The pharisaical, the Pharisee law was way more than the regular law that God had already put to place. Basically man-made laws. And they believed that more than the laws of God. And so Jesus was combating with them with certain things. And that, what that had show, that, what that shows me, and I hope that shows you, is that they were under the oppression of the devil. And I mean about lies. I'm talking about a word that I have been wanting to use because it's very relevant in our day. And it's week two of the message. The devil is basically, title, the gaslighter. The devil is a gaslighter. I've been hearing that word a lot. I hear the word all the time. When I first heard it, I thought of like a cigarette lighter, like how it lights. And like, you know, gaslight, whatever. And... I also saw this meme. It's really dysfunctional, but I thought it was hilarious. It said, if you want to talk to the devil, talk to my ex. 
That's literally what it said. And I was like, geez, Louise, I would never want to send that. I would. It, it, you kind of have like this, like, oh, I wish I could send it. But, but the funny thing about gaslighting is it's, it's, it's ultimately pointed towards relationships. But, but the one thing is that the devil is the biggest gaslighter of all. He's the biggest liar. There are things that you probably believe right now that are actually a lie that the devil has told you. And you consider it the truth. And I talked about that in the first week, how God's truth goes beyond. But doesn't mean God's truth is not powerful. But it's up to us about what we let in. And that's the question. Who are you listening to? Who is your father? Is it the father of heaven? Or are you listening to your father, the devil? And that's week two. That's the gaslighter. Culture, culture always talks about that. And I, and I always thought of that word as a funny word because I, I, just, I just didn't understand it at first. But as I kept seeing it and as I kept hearing about it and as I heard it in other relationships, it really tones down to what the devil tells you. The enemy has a stronghold on people when he lies. Jesus said that when he lies, it's his natural language. It's his native language. It's what comes out of his mouth that is a lie. Everything that the devil tells you is a straight up lie. Everything he says from, from like telling you that you're not enough or telling you that you really can't do that because if your parents didn't do it, then you can't do it, all this stuff. And the devil likes to lie and use certain things to gaslight your purpose, to gaslight your destiny, to gaslight your identity. That's what the devil really wants to do. He knows that you're a child of God, but if he can, if he can try to gaslight you and try to distract you and deceive you, he can really get you to a place where you're really at a foot, foothold in your destiny. And that's what I want to unpack tonight. I want to unpack the devil's lies that we have heard that I know that if you would receive, because, and I'm going to answer the question at the end because the question is, is that how do I combat the lies? How do I really get set free from the lies that the enemy has told me? Because some of it sounds really true. And some of y'all understand what I'm saying. Sometimes the lie really sounds good enough to be the truth. And I want to talk about this. The first thing that the devil likes to use is the devil likes to say never. The devil likes to say never. The devil likes to use the word never when it comes to certain things in your life with the way you speak. And it's not just, here's the funny thing. The devil can just tell you a lie. That's it. That's all he does. But then it's your responsibility of what you do with it. If he tells you you're never enough, you have the opportunity to take it captive and make it obedient to Christ, or you can take it and run with it and be defined by that one lie. That is where we mess up sometimes. And we let the enemy gaslight with the lie to make us think that we're not enough when really God has made us enough. And this is for you that believes in Jesus. This is for us in here who are children of God, who do love the Lord, who do surrender our lives to him. We sometimes deal, and people think Christians don't deal with this, but we do, that we deal with lies on a regular basis. Now, 
Some people have it more extreme than everyone. Some people get, they lie to themselves every day. Some people lie to themselves every once in a while. Like it's, it depends on different personalities in this room, but, but the enemies, one of his favorite words, it's a very popular word, never. You will never make it. You've heard that before. Maybe it's been from someone else and the enemy has used that, or you've told that to yourself and the enemy has really used that. Nothing is worse. It's not what people say that gets me in trouble. It's not what people say that gets me in bondage. It's what I tell myself. It's what I tell me. You'll never be able to play football. That was the one thing that the devil had on me because I knew God had a calling of ministry, but I really loved football. And I wasn't never able to play. There was never an open door to do it. And the devil's like, you will never do it. Wasn't wrong to a certain extent. But God had a different idea. And I blamed the devil when I really saw God's hand moving. And we do that sometimes. We think that the door closing is the enemy trying to stop the purpose. But there's the gaslight. The devil wants you to, he wants you to think it's him. When it's really God maneuvering you into something that his purpose has for you. That's what he's trying to do. So that's where the enemy likes to work with is saying, you'll never, never, you'll never be loved again. You will never be able to love someone like you because you've never loved before. You will never be able to love someone. That crack. You'll never be able to love someone. You will never don't you hear that sometimes? Never, 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 never. We hear never all the time in our brain, in our minds, because we are so wired to the enemy's lies that it becomes truth. Never, never. I will never be like him. I'll never be like her. Never, never. Never brings out comparison. I'll never be like that. I'll never, I'll never have a six pack. I'll never look like her that's on Instagram. I'll never look like that. I'll never, I'll never this and I'll never that. And we're so focused on the never. And the enemy has us in a, in a, in a lie hold telling us never, 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 never. All the devil says is never. But that's what he wants you to be. Like, like, watch this. This will never get better. Then birds are chirping. Never say never. You're a Justin Bieber song. That's so old, dude. That's so old. Never say never. He's always saying never. You will never make it in college. You'll never make it because your mom didn't make it. You never, ever Never, ever, never. It's a very strong lie that the enemy uses on everybody, everyone. He's using it on me. Well, you'll never be able to preach like so-and-so. Well, I preach perfectly fine. So I don't have to worry about preaching like someone else because I preach how I preach. I don't need to compare myself to someone that God's put an anointing on because God has an anointing for me. So I don't have to be like, never, I'll be like that. I will be like something else. The devil wants you to focus 
on something that is called never. Never. And that's where you question yourself. Are you listening to me, y'all? Are you listening to your heavenly father? Or are you truly, really listening to the gaslighter, which is the devil? What are those lies that you have been holding on to for quite some time now? And it has put you in a bind. And it's put you in bondage. Lie turns to bondage. And it becomes the truth for you. What I mean by that, it's not the actual truth. When I say that the lie becomes the truth, it's not the truth in general, but it's the truth to you. It's the truth to you. So what that means is that you become, because we all become the slave to something, and we become slaves to the lie that becomes true. So we think that we're slaves to that truth. And now we can't get out of it, and now we see everything through the lens of that truth. Never. 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 Here's the truth. I want to show you, I want to combat that. When the devil says never, I want to show you this. Something that God says about with the word never. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will need neither fall, fail you, nor abandon you. Another translation says he will never leave you nor forsake you. God is saying he is with you now and he will never leave nor abandon you. What does this mean? This means there will never be a valley that God won't walk you through. There will never be a sin that God can never forgive. There, there will be nothing that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, Romans 8. There will never be a darkness that God can't light up. Never. Never. Zero percent, like never. God will never leave you. I always ask God, I say, God, where are you? He asks me the question, who moved? I went, okay, Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Who moved? God doesn't move. Not the way you think. He doesn't move. A lot of the times we do. And that's where the lie comes from is that we think that it's God. But sometimes the devil shifts blame because that's what gaslighting does. Gaslighting blames. You've heard that before, like, like you do something wrong and that person accuses you for it. And you're like, oh, you did it. In some way, shape, or form, that's some type of gaslight. The blame gets shifted onto God rather than really take accountability for our own doing. And Jesus is trying to tell you right now that this lie, that he's always going to be with you. And if you don't believe that he's there, it's nothing with God. There's something in you that is stopping God's presence. It's always going to be with you. God is always there. There's a theologian named Charles Spurgeon. He said this quote one time. He said, he said, every time there's a prayer spoken, heaven notices it. The Lord is always aware of your prayers. He's always aware. But when you start to blame God for something that you were supposed to be accountable for, that's why he told me who moved. 
you sure it was me? Because I've been right here the whole time. God's been right there the whole time with you. But the enemy and his gaslighting qualities likes to make you think that God will never be with you. God will never be with someone like you. No one will ever be with someone like you. That's the devil talking. That's you being a child of the devil. That's you believing something that is not true about you. Not about you. You're believing lies about you. Because if the devil can stop you from pursuing that purpose, he can at least lie, deceive, and gaslight to the point where you can't even make it. There's been a lot of times where the devil's tried to stop my purpose every time. And I had to learn what was a lie. And we don't do that. We don't ask ourselves, is this true? Is this not? What? Is this legit? Does this really make sense? It makes sense in my head, but when I talk about it out loud, it doesn't work. The lies need to be brought to the surface. And when he says never, you can come back, no, devil, the Lord is with me. He never forsakes me. He'll never abandon me. He will never run me dry when I'm in the desert. He will always fill my cup up. He will always do it. He's always there. When you combat that with the devil, he runs. Gaslighters, when they know that they don't have a hold on you anymore, they run like a cat. They run. So does the devil. He runs when you combat him with the truth of who God is and who you are. The devil likes to say never, but God wants to let you know that he will never abandon you. The second thing is the devil likes to say always. It's funny because I made this parallel while I was preparing this morning. I saw that it's like, he'll say like, you'll never do this, so you will always be like this. You never, so you'll always. You will always be this way. You've heard that. You will always be this way. There's nothing, there's no relationship, there's no, there's no counseling, there's no therapy that can change you any different. You will always be like this. I've heard that a lot in my own mind. You will always, look, look, look we all hate this. You will always be like your father. You'll always be like your parents. You'll always be like your brother or whatever. You'll always be like this. Always, always, always. It makes it sound so eternal when you hear that. Oh, I'm always going to be like this. Because when you tell yourself you're always going to be, you'll never change. Because what always does is that it sets you into denial and it doesn't let you deal with the certain stuff because saying you're always going to be like this makes you stop growing. And you start to die in your growth and you start to die in your faith and you start to die in your destiny because you are constantly saying, I'm always going to be like this. Some people are proud of that. And I'm like, go you. But, but sometimes you will saying, I will always be like this. What if that's not all you are? What if that's not all you can be? Always, I'm always like this. The devil likes to make, maybe it's not a good thing. Maybe, maybe it's not a prideful thing. Maybe it's a depressing thing. I'm always going to struggle with this. 
I used to tell myself that all the time when I dealt with certain sins. I'm always going to struggle with this. I'm always going to fall into sin with this. I'm, I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to be what God wants me to be. I'm always, gonna, always, 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 always. I never, I never fight, so I will always give in. Never, always, never, always. I will never and I will always, I will always be this way. The devil likes to gaslight you with, you will always be. You will always be. I'm always in bondage. I'm always going to be nothing. I'm I'm, I'm all the time. I'm always emotional. I'm always crying. It's okay to cry, God dog it. It's okay to cry. I don't care what anybody says in the culture. Emotions can be good. Just don't let them be your master. That's the point. But I won't, I'm always like this. You're not always going to be like that. If you really trust God, you will not always be like that. Because the next scripture I want to show you, two scriptures. Lamentations 3.22 through 24, it says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercy begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. I like where it says his mer- in verse 22, his mercies never cease. That means God never is never done. God is never done until you're dead. God doesn't finish until you're gone. God's always working on you. He's always working on you. Philippians 1.6. And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, a good work within you, will continue his work until the fi- until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. The devil says you are always like this. God says I am always working on you. I am always working on your behalf. I'm the potter, you're the clay. You are workable. Thinking that you're always going to be that way, that's not what God does. You're not always going to be that way. You're not always going to be in this state it gets better. To all my people who are depressed, it gets better. Well, how do you know that, Jacob? I, I, I was. I deal with that. You're supposed to be perfect. You're a pastor. No. I deal with depression just as much as you do. Some people have it more. Some people have it less. But I deal with it on a seasonal occasion. And let me tell you something, it gets better. It gets better. You think it gets worse because you start to believe it gets worse, but it gets better. How is that? It's how you see the picture. It's how, it's what are you focusing on? What's your focus? Are you focusing on the situation at hand? Or are you focusing on God's promise to say that he's always working on you? Or what are you looking at right now? And it's when you see things from a different lens, you got to work. God's always working on you. I will always be this way. No, God's always working. He ne- put, put that scripture back up, Matt, Philippians, the second one. He's always doing a good work. He began a good work within you. When you were born, he began a good work within you. When you got saved, he, he started even more of a good work within you. He's always done a good work within you. 
You will not always be that way unless you don't want for God to do a good work. And that's what those Jewish people were dealing with. They were, un, they were not accepting truth because they couldn't even accept something like this. Some of us, it's hard to hear that because, oh, I ain't getting no good work. I'm a bad work. I'm a bad kid. I'm a bad dude. I don't do anything right. He began a good work within you. What does that mean? He's not working with you until he's finished. Grace, God gives us the grace for adaptation. What does that mean? God's giving us the grace to adapt that all that we will be. That doesn't mean you're always going to be perfect all the time. You have to adapt to the grace. And his grace is enough for you to adapt to it. To adapt to his ways. It's going to take you time. But to the people, there might be people that judge you according to where you're at. But they don't see where you're going to be. God does. That's why God doesn't judge you for that. Because he's he's not looking at what you will always be like. He is looking at what I'm working on. What am I working on? The Lord says, he's working on you. He's working on you. The devil likes to say you will always be this way, but the Lord is saying, I am always working within you. Third and final thing. The devil says, likes to say, really? Really? You have a calling, you have a dream, you have a purpose you want to fulfill. There's that, 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 that voice in the back of your mind saying, you think you can really do it? Maybe some of y'all are just like puff chest and like, dude, I don't even hear that. I don't even listen to that. But for some of us, it's like, what if, can I really, can I really, can I really do this? Do I really have what it takes? I've dealt with that a lot. That's, that's the biggest gaslight that the enemy has put on me is, can you really do that? I'm insecure about a lot of things. A lot of things. And I'm man enough to say it. I'm insecure about a lot of things. And one of the biggest insecurities is to preach. Not just in front of y'all, not just, you know, on a stage, but anywhere in general. There's, there's this intimidation. Y'all aren't intimidating. Y'all not, I promise. But I have this insecurity of what if, what if, am I really built for this? Am I really built for what I'm supposed to do? And the enemy likes using those lies and he likes to tell you never. He likes to tell you you're always going to be. And he likes to say, really, can you really do this? There's one more scripture I want to show you. This is the answer to fighting the devil's gaslights. James 4, 7. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The answer is in this scripture. You have been under the cover of the enemy's lies. Now it's time to humble yourself under the hand of God to where you can resist the devil and he will flee. You have to come under God's cover, not the devil's cover. You have to come under his heavenly truth, not the gaslights of the devil. You have to come under his covering. First Peter says, "Put um, no, 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 Psalm 91, under the mighty hand of God, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. No, that is Peter, first Peter. Humble yourself under his mighty hand, for he will take care of you. If you are constantly into the lies, you're being covered by that. 
And the funny thing is, is that here's another truth before I close. The reason why you can't hear the truth and the reason why those Jewish people didn't hear Jesus' truth, because Jesus, like I said, son of God, he, he spoke the earth into existence and everything. He told them the truth and they couldn't even receive it. Jesus himself in the flesh said, oh, this is the truth. They're like, oh, well, they don't hear the truth. It's because there's too many lies in their brain. There's no space for the truth. There's no space for God's truth. There's just lies and manipulations and gaslights. There's nothing but that. Your mind is filled with it. Lies are like trash. What do you do with trash? You take the trash out. The way to install truth is to kick the lies out. You have to kick it out. You have to let go of these lies and get it out of your mind and receive the truth that God has for you. You have to. Because I don't know what else to tell you. I can preach this a thousand times and you will never get it. But it's until God really speaks to you and tells you, you know what, enough is enough. Enough is enough where you have to hear the truth from God. Where you have to really get it installed within your soul. That's where you really have to get it. It does not come from what other people say or what that video says or what people are saying on social media. It doesn't come from that. It comes from taking the lies out like you do with the trash and you implant the truth of God's word within your mind. That is what sets you free. Not trying to have all this Bible knowledge, not trying to think that you're a good person. It's taking the lies out like you take out the trash and installing the truth of God within your mind. That's how you speak. No, tell the truth to yourself and you shame the devil for what he's been doing to you. The truth sets you free when you start to get under the covers of the enemy under the covers of his lies, under the covers of his gaslights, under those covers, and start getting under the mighty hand of God and humbling yourself. Let God tell you the truth so you can shame the devil. With every head bowed, every eye closed, as we end this, I want you to get into this moment because because God's got something to tell you this evening. You might be like the Jewish people and you didn't hear anything I said tonight. Oh, shocker. You haven't heard, you heard everything. You tried to hear everything, but it could, it didn't, it didn't go because you have been under the influence of something else. You've been under the influence of the devil. You have been through his lies and you now are broken because you have let him become a slave in your mind. But God said, I am here. I know who you are. I have the ticket. I have the key to set you free. When you come under my truth, when you come under my word that I speak over you, when you come under that, 
And stop going over what the world says, going over what culture says, going over what other people say that aren't really saved. It's what I say about you that matters. It's what I say that works. It's what I say that accomplishes. It's what I say, say the Lord, that works for you. It's what that works for you. Not what people say, not what you say, not what the devil, the gaslighter says, but what I say. It's what I say that really matters because it's what I say that sets you free. It's what I say that gets you out of bondage. It's what I say, what the Lord says. What do I want in my heart? What the Lord says. What do I want for the people that I care about? What the Lord says. What do I want for you students is what the Lord says. What do I want for people who are easily deceived? What the Lord says. What do I want to build my house upon? What the Lord says. Joshua says, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to serve the Lord. I want the Lord to be the say-so. He is in control. He's maneuvering. He's over all of this. He's in control. And I'm not. I'm not God. He knows what to say about you. If that's you, Jacob, I There's been some lies that have really installed within my heart. And I didn't, I don't mean to. We don't mean to carry the lies. But it's been installed and it's our number one, our number one to go to. And Pastor Jacob, I can't, I can't break these lies. I need to know how. This is what you need to know. Take the trash out. Take the trash out. Take the lies out capture that deceiving thought out and submit it to Jesus take that thought what you have been struggling with and give it to Jesus because he's the only one that can truly take it scripture says we can take our thoughts and make it obedient to Christ make it obedient I don't want to live in this lie anymore it's killing me I don't want to live in this dysfunctional lie it's destroying my life it's destroying my relationships it's destroying the devil has had a hold Lord I need to take the trash out I need to take the trash out and let your truth sit so that I can have peace so that I can relax so I can breathe and I can receive your truth about what you say about me. Because Lord, like that song says, I'm the one you love. 
when no one else does, when, when I don't feel love, when I don't capture love from somebody else, I know that you are the one that has the love for me. It never runs dry. Your love never fails. It's always here. It's always there. I don't have to run for it. I don't have to be thirsty for it. I don't have to have sex to get it. I don't have to go to Pornhub to get it. I have it right here. Your love is, your love never fails. Your love never ceases. Your love never runs dry. It is a living water that always breathes. It's always here. It's always present. It's always available for me. And pray, Lord, I pray that they receive that, that they get to know that you are available, that you are at their disposal, that you are in the moment with them, that they're not by themselves, Lord, that they don't have to give into these lies anymore like the Jewish people did, that they're not just, if they were descendants of Abraham, they would do what they do. But Lord, we know that the enemy likes to put these lies over our minds and and we need to learn to release, re-release the lies. Devil, you are gone in the name of Jesus. Your gas lights are no more workable. They are not sustainable. They will always destroy me. They don't suffi- They don't bring any sufficiency. They need to leave. They need to go. It's time to take the trash out. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord, that you are bringing us to a truth that is of you. Not about what anybody else or anything else says. Your truth is the truth never leave nor forsake you will never let the water within me run dry you are Jehovah Jireh you will provide every grain of bread in the harvest it's always there it's always in me because even if it's a little bread it's enough if it's only two fish it's enough because you can multiply you can multiply it is enough you're always working within us We won't always be this way. We won't always act this way. We won't always be this dysfunctional. You are always working. You are always working. You are always doing it. You are at work right now. Even when we don't see it, you're still working. You're still working. You're still doing something. You're still working. You're still working. You're still working. Father, thank you for the truth that surpasses all understanding the peace that passes all understanding and that your truth will consume to where those lies cannot flood anymore they're always going to try to come they're always going to try and get in here but we know where to take the trash when it comes it needs to take out thank you Lord for this word Lord we love you we praise you for this word that you have given us and that I pray that it would fall on fertile soil, that it would be a, not, just, not just a memory, but Lord, an application to know that this is a practice to know the truth, that we need to learn this every day. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all glory and all honor for what you are speaking. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen.